Hey, hey guys, this is Raj Mataj coming at you from the On Call Empath, headed to the path of over 200 episodes, just surpassed 100, and we have a lot of new guests coming on board. This episode is the Elite Coaches series. This is different from my regular podcast episodes. This is where we find one of the top coaches in the world uh, based on several criteria. My next guest is Dr. Rafa. She's been in her practice for many years and now she is helping others with narcissist abuse. In this uh, episode, we're going to talk to you about different resources, everything from uh, books and things that you can use to educate yourself, especially with narcissist abuse. We're going to be talking about red flags, love bombing, gaslighting, gray rock, all these different terms that uh, we're going to go over one by one. And if you're living with a narcissist or been in a narcissist relationship, this is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. Let's get started. You're listening to the On Call Show. All right, guys, we are back. And this one is the Elite Coaches series and i have a elite guest with me from a continuation from a past episode her name is dr rafa and she is a clinical psychologist and if you guys want to know all about narcissism this is the person to go to welcome back to the show how are you doing hi how are you doing today i'm doing good doing good i got a lot of good feedback from the previous episodes and let's face it if you know you've been through it yourself and now you're helping the world and you have a very thriving practice um, in New Jersey. And so let's just start off and tell us how you kind of got into all of this work just for the audience. Right. Well, I started my solo practice back in 2009 in um, New Jersey, and I opened more locations and expanded because as you know, my field is booming and very Mm -hmm you know, necessary. So I ended up opening two other locations. So I have three total, one in Philadelphia and Mm -hmm. two in New Jersey. And, you know, I always wanted to be a psychologist throughout my life. So I made it happen. Yeah. (laughs) And I ended up specializing with children and families and personality disorders obviously come through with people. So that ended up being a niche area that I ended up just specializing in and knowing a lot about personally and professionally. Yeah, I, I mean, back when I was growing up, there wasn't too many things and to read and go on the internet uh, and learn about narcissism and all of this. So you guys stick around till the end. I'm going to give you some good resources, but I wish there was someone like you around so they, you know, you could relate with what I was going through. And um, you know, a lot of my audience members probably don't know is you know I've been through narcissist abuse myself pretty much my whole life. And I've been quiet about it out of shame, guilt. And so what I want to do in this, you know, episode, this special episode is kind of break down the stages of actually going through meeting a narcissist where we miss the red flags, the honeymoon period, the gaslighting, the stonewall, the love bombing, all these terms that you hear thrown around. I mean, because you are so specialized in your field, you're going to be able to explain this to the audience a lot better than anyone else. So let's just start off. When we meet somebody, whether it's 
in a relationship dating or a family member, you know, as an empath, we gravitate towards somebody like that because we want their validation. We we're looking for something in your opinion, when you were going through it way back in, you know, when, before you met this narcissist, um, you had no idea. I had no idea. But then after that honeymoon period, um, that's when the narc starts to show his, take off the mask. And so I want you to talk about that to anyone that's out there that's maybe living with one or maybe left a narcissist and trying to make sense of all this stuff, because we can throw the term around, but unless they meet a certain criteria, which, which you're going to describe to us, what really institute a narcissist to be like looking at somebody and these are all the traits. Is there something concrete? Mm -hmm. Well, in our diagnostic and statistical manual, there has to be, um, you know, criteria met. It has to be simultaneous criteria to be pathological because, yeah, the term is thrown around like, oh, he's so selfish or she's so narcissistic. But um, what threads through all the different types of narcissists is um, a sense of entitlement, lack of empathy. Um, There's grandiosity and kind of that it's all about me at the very end of the day. And, um, you know, there's different subtypes. I may have mentioned them before. There's the seductive type, the know-it-all type, bullying type, yeah. uh, aggressive type. Um, so it isn't just the celebrity that's just, you know, Hollywood celebrity. They, you know, hide in plain sight. And they're very charismatic and charming. They're often very mm-hmm. intelligent. Sometimes there's a fine line between narcissists and antisocial personality disorder, especially with the limited empathy. Like I've seen people who have narcissistic personality disorder and they can have some empathy, but it's really hard to tell if it's genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very manipulative. They can be very manipulative. Mm-hmm. Like when you meet them, very, very charming. And they yeah. pull you into this web of mm-hmm. wanting to have their pr- approval. Yeah. We got to be careful out there, guys, because there's a lot of people that are actors and they claim to be, nar- you know, uh, empaths just to, kind of get into you know somebody's life and manipulate their way by labeling themselves as you know an empath a caring person or whoever so there's a lot of that going on but one thing i want to ask you is in your opinion you know when you first met this person um what could you have done to kind of like back then looking back everything you know what could somebody do to kind of be like, uh Oh, this isn't good. This, this is not a good sign. What are some red flags that maybe people miss? Yeah. So the kind of people that they attract to are caretaking individuals, sometimes codependent. And I think reflectively looking back, I cared more about, you know, their feeling than mine, like his Mm -hmm. feeling than my feeling. And I wanted to get constant approval. I put my own feelings aside And I honestly probably felt like I was walking on eggshells a lot. Like even now clinically, if people are kind of coming in the room, like you just get that feeling, you know, it's like hard to describe. It's like just this, this kind of like intuition about this person. Um, So I was very young, you know, and obviously I know a lot now compared to then, but I would say that like kind of feeling worse rather than better with this person, always trying to please Mm. the other person. It's never enough, never good enough. The entitlement would just come through always trying to fix things. Mm -hmm. 
So I think I, I would suggest that if you kind of feel like you're walking on eggshells with this person, um, that's always a sign. Yeah. I mean, in some of the tactics that are used and I've heard, I mean, people probably heard of terms like gaslighting, love bombing and stonewalling. If you can kind of describe those things to the average person that's listening, because maybe it's the first time they heard of these things, because I know in my experience with narcissists, they overly, they're really nice in the beginning and then they get nasty. Oh gosh. See, that's what happened to you. That was like, it's like this Jekyll and Hyde tendency. So the love bombing, uh, like just putting you on the pedestal, like Mm. you're so amazing and beautiful and smart. And it's just demonstrations of affection and attention. Um, and the cynical side doesn't come out and there's different signs. Like it's just like us against the world type of thing Mm -hmm. with love bombing. And that is also manipulated when you get into a fight, maybe or an argument with this person, they use the love bombing to get you back on their side. I didn't Mm -hmm. mean it. I'm so sorry. You're so amazing. And it's all manipulative. Mm -hmm. Um, so it looks like it's love, but it's, it's not just it perpetuates the cycle of abuse. Yeah. And the the other thing that I've noticed with my, you know, clients that I coach is many of them just keep going through the cycle where they keep on dating or being in the same type of environment, whether it's a boss or a relationship, they just keep attracting and to break that cycle. Yeah. Wh- what would you say to somebody that's listening that, that tells you like, Hey, I always get the worst types of people. I always attract this type of person. Is this something that we're doing wrong or is that just, I mean, is that an empath thing? Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I always try to sway away from the wrong thing, but it's like what I think it's false hope. Like it'll get better because they see the other side of this person. I know with, with a lot of people I work with, including myself, I'm a fixer. I want to fix things. Yeah. No, no, this time it'll, it'll be better. And especially with a PhD, I'm like, Oh, I, <laughs> can absolutely help this person or fix this person. Right. So with a boss, you know, a lot of it is just distance, getting distance mm. from these, from these individuals yeah. and knowing that they're not going to change they're, The prognosis is very poor. Mm-hmm. They rarely, rarely go to therapy to have any kind of a meaningful insight. So it's really just getting out of that mm. denial Yeah. because people have a lot of hope and denial that this person isn't that terrible or that bad. And they, yeah. they're not going to change. Yeah. That's a good point. You guys, narcissists, I mean, there's very, very slim chance they're going to change. So if you're stuck with one, married to one, or have a boss, I mean, most likely they're going to continue with their behavior. And I mean, I, I've, before I even, you know, looked into narcissism, I had a boss, I was working once at a gym and I was just surrounded by arrogance, like, I mean, narcissists, bosses, coworkers, I mean, they were all around me. And the thing I wanted to mention to you, um, doc, Dr. Don Rafa, is that, you know, I always put like, I would always make excuses like, well, it pays well, or, you know, it's not that bad. Or when I talked to one of my friends, they're like, come on, you know, it's, it's a job and we would try to justify it. So I'd put these blinders on it and try to make excuses but every day after work, I'd come home and I'd be like, what the heck just happened yeah. today? Right. And it's like every day, it's like, maybe I can just do tomorrow, maybe one more week. And I'm just every day, you don't know what you're going to run into. And it's always, you're 
you're always pushing to get this person to to please them you know you're always trying to do something and it's just a vicious cycle and the best thing was when I left I mean that was my my health got a lot better I was a lot you know but what would you say in that instance where people are just making excuses like well he he does pay the bills or you know, she, she does, you know, cook me, you know, great meals and tells me how beautiful I am. I mean, (laughs) I think, yeah, I know it's like a reality check and it's kind of like this, um, checking with friends and family, being honest, because there's an element of shame that you mentioned, like I'm in this relationship and I feel really weak or really ashamed. Um, and it's having that hope that the other person's going to be different and they, will play the victim. They will absolutely be very, very good at playing victim and projecting onto you a thread of truth about yourself. So really having a reality check, going to therapy, obviously with someone who specializes with uh, personality disorders is great because we need to get perspective on mm-hmm. how these individuals operate. We can easily be, you know, fed the the line of, you know, their, their plight in mm-hmm. life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just kind of wrapping up here, and obviously you guys, this is not medical advice. This is just, you know, uh, for, for our podcast between us, uh, me and Dr. Rafa. And so definitely if you're going through anything, definitely see a therapist or somebody or a doctor who can help you. But in this instance, if somebody's suffering right now and they need to get away, I've heard the term gray rock. Um, mm-hmm. If you can explain that and what are some other coping mechanisms, just so someone can take away from this, this episode. Mm-hmm. So gray rocking is actually um, just not reacting. Like, so what happens is the narcissist may fly into a, a fit or a rage or a tirade and it's so hard, but you cannot react. Just act like a gray rock. Like you really just sit kind of still don't react because as soon as you react, that person is going to make it all about you. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, it's like a temper tantrum, like a kid having a temper tantrum, like just physically leaving the space is good, going outside, going for a car ride, getting in the other room unless mm-hmm. that follows you. But it's trying really hard not to get triggered in that moment, taking a deep breath. Yeah. Um, it's really good because the gaslighting occurs too. And that's when the narcissist makes you feel like you're going crazy. Like you're doubting your own sense of reality. Um, So having physical boundaries is very important. I think emotional ones as well, just like, Oh, here, here she goes again with that tirade. I'm just going (laughs) to sit here and let it just play out and then wait till that person calms down and not feeding the truth um, into their truth as your own truth. Cause that's their narrative to feed their, feed their ego. Cause if they put you down, then they feel better. Yeah. That's where they get their supply. So it is like a supply. (laughs) They need an audience, you know, but I'll tell you, like one of the things they have is deep seated shame and insecurity underneath all of it. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part is they usually have a pretty high position or their owner of a business or a doctor or lawyer or somebody in power in a corporation. And you have to have these traits to run these places and sad. (laughs) Right. It comes in handy to a degree, I guess, with not having empathy. I don't know. But it's just when you're in a relationship, some people have to quit a job. I've had family. I've had people who had to cut off their family members. Like I've had patients never talk to their parent ever again. Uh, 
Yeah. That's got to be tough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But there are resources out there, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, um, you know, what I tell a lot of my clients that I coach, always be learning. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there. Um, Obviously, the work that you do, you know, people that know about narcissism. Um, I want to mention one particular book um, by Dr. Alba Raffaella. She's a psychologist, amazing author. You need guys to check it out. It's on Amazon right now, but um, there's tons of resources out there, but that's one I recommend personally. Um, But Dr. Rafa, what do you think about, I mean, if there's any type of resources or centers or what's your take on all that? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the books because I always recommend books to people. um, And I think the memoirs are really good, personal stories, especially with those of us in the field, giving their personal account, it gives some credibility that it isn't just, you know, uh, common people, whatever, non, non-psychologists, I don't mean that, <laughs> that um, people who are not in the field, like anybody can get duped and hearing mm-hmm. it like, wow, even a doctor can get, you know, manipulated by these individuals. Those are always really good. There's yeah. another book called the wizard of Oz, another narcissist. I always recommend that book. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman who wrote that book has, um, I think she might have a forum to go to, mm-hmm. like there's different blogs and forums. And now that we have the internet, like you said, people are coming yeah. out and seeing so much more. There's a lot of yeah. And uh, I believe that Breaking the Mirror, that's on Amazon as, as well. So you guys, if you're listening, check that out. If you get a really good read. So um, Dr. Rafa, it's always a pleasure having you. And there's a reason why I asked you back. You are the elite. Um, you know your stuff. You've helped so many people. And uh, I mean, you're, you're a clinical director, psychologist, and you, the way you come across, it's, I don't feel like I'm speaking to just like a psychologist. You're just, you're very easy to talk to. And I wish I had that as I was growing up, because unless you're trained in this speci- special field, it's very hard to kind of resonate with your your client. You have to go yes. through it, I, I feel. But I mean, what is your take on that? You think? Yeah, I think it definitely like um, helps you know, when people hear about you've been through it too, maybe not being specific, but just saying, look, I, I get it. I know people who act this way. So it helps them to learn to set boundaries and to follow your lead and know that you really know what, what they're going through and, and you can be empathetic to how they feel. Because again, you don't have to go to someone who's actually been through it, but mm-hmm. um, chances are <laughs> those of us that are therapists have, have had something in our history to make us become psychologists. So. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for being on my episode. I really appreciate it. You're always welcome back. So guys, we're starting the elite series. Look out for these podcast episodes. These are the best cream of the crop, best in their fields. Um, And Dr. Rafa, you fall in that. So with that said, stay tuned for the next episode. uh, And I will be having more episodes coming your way. All the information will be in the bio. So all the links for the books and everything. So go look for that. With that said, we are out.